All right, guys, welcome to the Just Weaves podcast. I'm your host, Onimaru, and I'm joined by Shocking. Hey, guys. And today we're here to talk about quite a few different things. I don't remember what they are. What were they, Shocking? Well, <laughs> oh, according to, I forgot them too because we just had a very long argument over food. <laughs> yeah, we were, we were, we had a pre-show right before this for the for the audio listeners uh, yeah. that wouldn't be seeing the pre-show. We were we were talking about uh, first uh, boneless chicken versus bone chickens, and someone brought it up in the chat, which devolved into uh, pineapple on pizza, yay or nay. So yeah, yeah. So um, we have a poll on our Twitter account to decide pineapple on pizza, yay or nay. Um, go check that out. We will reveal our thoughts on that next week. But in the meantime. We are talking about a plethora of topics, including upcoming fall anime, the latest Berserk chapter, which is 364, and then another Matrix movie. Yeah. Matrix Resurrection. So we're going to get our thoughts on that. Uh, In the chat, I already see they've pointed out they love that you're repping ping pong, you know, ping pong animation in your background. I am animated now because we got ping pong. Um, Yeah. Have so, you ever uh, played ping pong to like the ping pong OST? Do you think that's like a good call? It like, probably <laughs> is. I played ping pong recently and uh, it was fun, but I did not play it to the OST. It probably would have made okay. it better. It I probably would have made my suckage today. better. Yeah, no, <laughs> I need to do it. We'll find out if that's my power up. Just yeah. start saying enter the hero three times. Just um, weeb's ping pong match. Yeah, that would be fun. On to, so <laughs> full anime. Uh... Do you know what's coming out? There's a few anticipated shows. I think mm-hmm. the really anticipated ones are sequels. Sequels. My favorite. Loki loves sequels. I don't know what. Like, I know a lot of people don't like sequels for new shows, but I always love sequels because I've probably either seen the first season or I'm just like, hey, this is cool. Let's there, do it. There's that familiarity. It's like you come in and you're like, okay, I know what I want to watch. You don't have to kind of like go, you know, take a shot in the dark and it yeah. might be a six out of 10 for the season. <laughs> Or sometimes it surprises you and it's another six out of 10 for the season. Yeah. So like, so like the shows that I'm seeing, like on the Annie chart, uh, like Demon Slayer. So do you, do you already have in mind kind of like what you want to watch or are you kind of also like more or less more open-minded or kind of cynical? You're kind of like, I don't know what I want to watch. I don't care. Well, we kind of took the season off by default because there was like literally like one or two shows. This was also like sequels the season, but there were like just not that many anime produced. I feel like this is kind of when like COVID caught up with everyone, maybe yeah. just kind of speculating on that. There's no that that's not based on any like facts or sources, but like I feel like this is kind of when like COVID caught up with everyone. So it was just like the lull in like anime production was this season. Um yeah. so I feel kind of rejuvenated taking a couple months off. Um keeping up with stuff weekly. So I'm down for the new season. I'm here for it. I'm excited. Um, I think looking at it kind of briefly, there are a couple shows that I was really excited for. Um, I don't know if I'm going to watch everything unless our podcast decides we're going to watch everything, but, um, want to, yeah, but yeah, there's like a couple that stand out. Um, I know there's like the second core of 86. It's called the second season, but like, I think it's really just like part two. It's yeah, like, you it's, know. It's, it's part two. Uh, yeah. At least the any chart I'm looking at it says part two. So Yeah, I think that's probably a bit more accurate. Um, just and the then, same thing for Mushoku Tensei. That's also part two. Yeah, like those aren't like really second seasons. Like it's, you know, that's like how they were planned. Like that's, yeah. they were planned to have this. So um then I was really looking forward to Blue Period. Have you heard of that one? 
Yeah, so Blue Period, I've like, I haven't read it, but I've seen mm-hmm. a few things. I know like the premise and I'm actually like, I didn't want to go and read the manga. So I was mm-hmm. pleasantly surprised that it's getting an anime so soon because mm-hmm. I don't think it's been out for that long. And no. uh, I don't know, it's, I'm like excited to watch it. And it's kind of crazy that it's like the first anime to destroy Netflix jail. Like it's going to be released weekly. Wait, it is? Yeah, like it just US? got confirmed. Wait, I had no idea. Wait, that's in, exciting. In October, it's going to come out in October and it's come out it's going to come out outside of Japan one episode a week. Whoa. Okay. So this is like kind of like a big deal. They're kind of Yeah. It's a big deal. Um And that's actually like a sign for maybe JoJo Part 6, which is world premiering worldwide in December. That might be one episode a week or they might that, actually dump all of it. <laughs> I feel once. like they're but are yeah, because I think it's coming on once a week in Japan. So like, hopefully they do the same. Because I can't see them like just. I don't know. I mean, I'll put it this way: people will be watching it once a week, one way or another. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Hopefully, hopefully Japan, hopefully Netflix lets us do that legally. But you know, one way or another, people will be watching it weekly. So. Uh, Weirdy in the chat uh, uh, elaborates that JoJo is monthly, apparently. So it's gonna be monthly. What does that mean? Like, so they're going to like. Maybe one episode a month. No, wait, does that make sense? I thought they were releasing it. Like, what do they mean by that? Like, I thought it would just be like the normal, like once a week. Like, I can't see them releasing one episode a month. And Drax, in regards to our second season conversation or part two conversation, Drax says, well, the vast majority of second seasons are prepaid contracts from post-production. So makes sense why they're getting these so fast. Yeah, I think they're just like split cores. Yeah, I feel like they are split cores. They were already like planning. Yeah, I think later. that's just what's up. Um, I was surprised that uh, Demon Slayer uh, season two just was suddenly dropping now in uh, in um, what's it called? Yeah, this season. This coming I season. was like that just like didn't register for me somehow. Like I knew that um, I knew that Demon Slayer was going to be like coming out soon, like the second season. But in my head, I'm like, um, OK, I didn't I didn't realize it's then. Yeah, because really? I feel like we just saw the movie, but realistically, the movie had been out for like a bit yeah. longer. We just saw it recently because it was more available recently. But that kind of makes sense, I guess. Yeah. What What do you think of the movie, actually, now that we're talking about it? Because I, I did um, recently watch it. So that is oh. part of the, the jarring like, oh, suddenly season two is coming out. I just watched the movie. OK, yeah. not much of a wait. Um, but. I think it's like. Yeah, it's like that was like an interesting experience because. Well, I'll say overall thoughts and then get into it. Um, I think it's the Demon Slayer 7. I gave the first season a 7. I gave the movie a 7. I think it's like this very weird case for me where I don't really care about the cast that much. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not like they're fine. They're they're doing their thing. They have their pluses and minuses. I'm here for the whatever they go through, but I'm not really like endeared to the cast. But the series does such a great job of nailing the emotional moments that I still get emotionally invested despite how unconnected I feel to the cast, which is very weird because we can, I think we both compared it to um, like Jujutsu Kaisen where we're like in Jujutsu Kaisen, I'm here for the comedy and the slice of life moments. And I like the cast, but I didn't really, at least season one didn't really hit with the emotional moments as much, which is like the exact opposite for Demon Slayer. We're like, I think they nail the emotional moments, but then I just don't care about the cast. Yeah, and I'm, for yep. most of it, for what you were saying, is that it's it's Zenitsu for you. <laughs> you know, he kind of well, ruins like, it a lot. Zenitsu just like, I don't know, like he he, he gets <laughs> on your nerves. 
But I just think he's so like in he just gets in the way of stuff. Like I don't hate him like deep in my heart. I don't have like deep seated hate for him. Yeah. I just find him so annoying as like a concept. I'm like, yeah. why are they doing this stuff? Yeah. Like literally do anything else. This is boring. He grew on me, but I get he what did. you're saying. Yeah. He did. He did. Uh, and he did for my friend too. So I get, I think it's, he's like a 50, 50, you know, he's, some people are going to hate him, like find them grading. Yeah. And some people are like, you know what? He's all right. Uh, I think it, yeah. I think, but, it, I think of like Demon Slayer is like, how do I recommend this to people? And I think it's almost a perfect recommendation for like an entry level series, except Zenitsu. Like, yeah, he's the yeah. one blotch that gets in the way of me. Because yeah, it's 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 a it's a hit or miss. So it's a valid, yeah. it's a fair reservation to have about watching or recommending the show. Uh, yeah. But you know, I I feel like yeah, like you're right off the movie. Kind of like the cast wasn't any different. They were it was pretty consistent to their portrayal in the mm -hmm. the show. They were kind of just kind of the same, which isn't a bad yeah. thing. It was just consistent. It felt like an elongated episode with a lot you know higher quality, but yeah. pretty much it was felt like it was still in, uh, totally consistent with everything in the show. Uh, but now you got to know more about this one specific character who was like really the whole focus yeah. of this movie. And, uh, you know, um, it, it destroyed some people. <laughs> so would you be one of those people? Uh, I don't know. Like, I felt like part of it was cool. Like, I, I really like similar to you, especially with him, like, but it's also because you didn't know much about him. Yeah. I didn't care too much about him most of the movie but then at the end it was starting to get me and i was like yeah. okay all right they're, they're doing this pretty well yeah i think it's but like also when like sorry to interrupt when like the fight is over and tanjiro is like yelling in the uh yelling to the guy like in the forest i don't want to spoil it but like when he's yeah. yelling that part gets me like his emotional reaction yeah no me. that performance was phenomenal like it was crazy yeah. like like that whole I think Weirdy said it here in the chat. Uh, definitely peaked in the last 30 minutes. Yeah. That speech where Tanjiro points out they fight the demons when the demons are at the strongest worked. Yeah. I mean, like, it was just really good execution on that yeah. last part. Because I some people did uh, come away from the movie, even after all of that, being like, I still didn't care. So I'm like, and I could, I could see that. Because, again, mm -hmm. you only really, this was all really built up in, in this movie. So I yeah. can get if it didn't work. But I thought it did it pretty well. Yeah, um, I think it's also, I don't know how you felt about it, but it did kind of feel like the, like, three quarters of the movie was, like, this one subject, and then this, like, random bad guy just rolls up for the last quarter, and you're like, okay, that's kind of random. So it definitely yeah. kind of felt like it's like, okay, here are these manga chapters that they all pack together, and they're like, this is the movie, which didn't yeah. necessarily flow as well, but, like, the last part is the best part, so I'm down for it by default. It's just kind yeah. of... It's one of those things that I think if they made it as like a TV series, you wouldn't really notice it as much. Like yeah. if that was like one season, we probably wouldn't have the complaints. But like since it's a movie, it kind of felt like this is one thing. And then here's another part. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't want to get more into it because I feel like yeah. it's it's more spoiler territory. Yeah. But I think it, the execution was good and it left me with enough like interest in seeing like, OK, I want to see where the story goes next. And yeah. here we are. Here's here's season two. So uh, I'm excited to see where it goes. <laughs> Yeah. So did you like it more or less in the TV show or around the same? Uh, I don't know. Like, uh, I think I, I'd say like, it wasn't like so much more than the TV show. Like I think mm -hmm. just certain peaks were like really, really well done. Yeah. Uh, but I, you know what? I think it's still pretty consistent with the TV show. Like what I liked about the, what stood out to me about the TV show is still sort of what the, the movie does really, really well. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I agree. So are you excited? So you're excited for season two. 
I don't know anything about season two, but I do know it has Yoshiwara in the title. And every time mm-hmm. things go to Yoshiwara, it ends up being good. JoJo fans will confirm. So I have faith in the setting. Yeah. That we will have peak. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like mildly excited. <laughs> mildly. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna be honest. I will accept an I will expect another Demon Slayer seven out of ten. And if I get that, I'll be perfectly content. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I think somewhere along those lines, I am interested more in the in the lore, actually, and like how they what they reveal more about that. I do want to know more about the breathing stuff and kind of like, you know, Tanjiro's father. And like, I really am interested in that part. But that's that's the, you know, the part that I kind of want to see hopefully gets uh, addressed or or revealed in season two. So, yeah, yeah. Um, Fingers crossed. I would like to see more of that. Um, But I'm a little bit of a like a. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, that was it. No, no. <laughs> that was that really it? <laughs> yeah, the end of my sentence. I was going to be like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think it's bad. I'm a little bit of a degenerate because I'm like a little more excited for Mushoku Tensei Part 2. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't really know what the deal is with that show, but I also don't want to know what the deal is because you know how it, that's like the that's one of the ones where people complain about it because like, it's I like, guess when- I'll, I'll maybe I'll. I think I can capture it really easily for you. And for people in the chat, you could, you know, say if there's a better description. But I'd say, you know, you like Monogatari. Yeah. <laughs> and like, like the discomfort at the same time you feel from watching Monogatari. It's similar. Yeah. But it's, li- it, it's, it's like that. So the question is, though, is it justified or is it unnecessary? Mm, that's it. That is a good question. Because that's the uh, thing for me. It's like I don't mind uncomfortable things if I can justify it in the context of the series and how it like benefits something. But if I feel like they're really just throwing it in there for no, actually, you know what? Reason, you know what? You might have a point it. there. It is a little more on the unnecessary side. The show okay. is like horny, <laughs> like for <laughs> sometimes no reason. But yeah. I've heard from people that have read the light novels, you know, that, that are further ahead that it's supposed to start off the character, the main character more from the bottom, like he's like this kind of like despicable kind of person. And yeah. like, there's really nothing good about him. And so that contrast helps like, you know, make it make his evolution or development better because he's supposed to be someone like, you know, you don't really are supposed to like. Um, but they do say with a caveat there, there are some elements that still could have not been in there. So, cause I think it's always one of those things. Cause if you're getting at the thing, I think you're getting at, which is what I've heard from other people that there's kind of like, I'm not sure if it's like genuine pedo, like fan service or if it's the lolly stuff or like, I don't know. The like, degree. that's what I heard in yeah. general is like, it's not even the, like it is horny and there's the fan service stuff, but I, I, the, the the thing that like was still even unnecessary even later on was the lolly stuff like that didn't need to be there apparently yeah but besides that those, the other stuff was you know yeah but like it, it's one ahead. of those things where it's like it's like the way they're going about showing he's a scumbag like some people just won't like get over that because like how would they get over like how do they just like stop doing that you know yeah i don't know it's tough because like what i really like about the show and someone i think muscart here says in the chat is like the world building it's like it's really good like mm-hmm. especially for an isekai how much world building they do and even like my, yeah. my friend got like sucked into it too and i was mm-hmm. like aren't you like don't you feel some of it's like a little sus He's like yeah but the world building's like really really good i'm like all right mm-hmm. yeah that's right that's fair yeah so like and it kind of ended at a point like like because it was all like kind of a gradual progression yeah and where it ended in part one it's like okay I really do want to see where this goes next 
Okay. Minus, you know, whatever other stuff. But if it's, you know, it's not, it's probably not for everyone. Like, you know, well, you don't have to like it if that's just, you know, well, too very, uncomfortable. That's <laughs> like, a fair way of saying you don't have to like it. And if yeah. no, you do. You have to like it. Um, I saw yeah. someone say, imagine if Aragi was an isekai protag voiced by Sugita. Said the magic word, so I might check that out. But no, like you actually got me with world building. I might have to check it out. It's really it's just, good world building. Um, I love that. And that's what I want more from Isekai series is I want yeah. better world building that's not like D and D one oh one. Like, you know how like a lot of Isekai, like we're tired of like the same old thing, mm-hmm. copy and paste, and like they kind of mail in the world building and they kind yeah. of just throw him into another world. And and he is thrown into another world, but the way like he starts off like like a baby and grows up and he's gradually learning about everything else and it's kind of slowly building from his perspective, that's super interesting. And it just does it really well. And it's like, oh, you don't see that often in an isekai, which I've heard this is like one of the first that like kicked off the modern isekai trend. So that would make sense. I heard it was OG, that's kind of cool. And to be fair to the, um, I know people like, you know, to be fair to the sussery of said series, I just finished watching all of Sword Art Online, so I can pretty much watch anything. I'm, like, pretty good. Yeah. I've seen, like, I don't know if you saw um, all of, like, Alicization, like, all of Sword Art Online Alicization. Where no, they have, like, I stopped at, like, episode 10 in part, like, the first part. Okay. That's where I stopped. So, yeah. like, it was actually kind of incredible. Like, for the context, I'm not, like, a SAO hater. Like, I actually spend more time defending. That's what they all say. Yeah, I, I like, you know, like I was dead ass, like I spend more time defending SAO than I do criticizing it, even though I wouldn't consider it like a favorite series or even like, you know, I'm like, yeah. you know, whatever. I'm like, I think it deserves some credit where credit is due, even though I get a lot of the criticism. But I do yeah. think a lot of the criticism towards SAO could be hand, but could be spent on like other series, too, that people give a pass. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, the last season of Alicization, that was the one that's like. I think it's like 10 or 11 episodes. Um, I've never seen an entire season dedicated to all of the bad parts of a series. Oh it was God. like literally a celebration of every SAO criticism <laughs> in existence. And it was you like just... the funniest thing. Like every criticism people have, like the rapey villains, the bad villains, the harem aspects, the OP, like non-explainable stuff like it's like they brought back all the shitty SAO villains if throughout the other seasons that everyone hated. And I was like, no one wants these guys here. No that, one wanted this. The, the author just doubled down. Just Yeah, they're just down. like, but I it did was kind of like the Avengers oh endgame for, for SAO villains. And I was like, this is wild. This is kind of wild they did that. But sorry, but I, what are you going to say? I, I did hear that some of that, I don't know how much of it is true. I haven't been keeping up too much with SAO, but I did hear that some of that was the studio. Like the author was trying <laughs> right. to remedy some of that stuff, but the studio was like, nah, man, let's add it in. So it's so, like, it's so wild. Cause like, I, it's so weird. Cause I, it's literally like Endgame where they bring back all of these guys and you're like, no one liked them when they were here the first time. Like even SAO fans who are like, on the they're on the hype train they cut at that last season they're like nah this is too far like so it's not just me it's like other it SEO did, fans i know are like this is our limit it, this it, is too far it did have good action scenes though uh you oh know, yeah yeah and i and i get it i tried defending sao too i did like a video like when i was watching alicization because i thought it was yes. refreshing it was like yeah. hey you know no harem yujo this is nice you know and yeah. then like Three episodes after I made that video, it just went back to its roots with like the rapiest episode 10. And I was like, okay, I'm yeah. out. It's like, can we stop? Can we just stop? Like, But 
it is what it is. Uh, bringing it back to um, Mushoku Tensei <laughs> and full anime. Uh, I think some people are really kind of nailing it here in the chat that uh, the main character is kind of like pretty similar to the vibe Araragi gives where it's like a l little bit, little bit of a contradiction in some respects, uh, you know, mm -hmm. definitely skeevy. Uh, Tom does say it's the classic light novel thing, wants to critique something about the light novel genre, but indulge in it, indulges in it as well. But it's more unnecessary than Monogatari. Yeah, that's kind of well, what I said. I've been kind of looking for a series that does it more unnecessarily than Monogatari. So I'm excited. I, I have something to look forward to. But I will be curious to hear your thoughts. Hey, maybe we can even do an episode on it. That'd be fun. I'd be really interested. <laughs> yeah, it's all about how much I can copium through because even the... Um, oh, that's a topic I wanted to do. The copium. copium. <laughs> uh, we can make the thumbnail that copium meme. Um, yeah. But like even in like uh, Umineko has like the main character making like two really unnecessary, uncomfortable jokes. And I'm like, dude, why do we have to do this? Like, why do we have to suffer as weebs? Like, why did they, like, why do they do this? But I mean, I can defend it and copium through it more while still, you know, yeah. I can push through it. So like as long as I can copium, that's it. Yeah. Any other uh, shows from the new season that kind of like stand out to you, whether new or or even a sequel that you're just kind of excited about besides um, the ones we talked about? As the, um, since I've been talking about visual novels for better or worse, um, they're doing is they're doing this weird thing. Um, like, so, you know, have you heard of Muv Love? I have a yeah. lot, like for like a long time, but I don't know anything about it. It's so, like, I know there's a dedicated fan base. Yeah. Um, so I don't know that much. So anyone can correct me if I'm wrong, but it's essentially like what, what it's really known for why people like end up talking about it more is like, a, it was one of like the big inspirations for Attack on Titan. So people will oh, sell okay. it as like, oh, this like inspired Isayama with Attack on Titan. So people are like, oh, like, let me check it out. Um, but I know that it essentially starts off like the first game is like a normal kind of like rom-com harem and like a military school or whatever with like yeah. military mech school. And then um, I think the last game is like intense, like political drama, whatever. So like it, it's one of those series that does like a complete 180. And I think a lot of people are find like the, First part kind of generic, whatever. And then the last part, they're like, this is the best thing of all time kind of thing. Yeah. Um, okay. But so that background, I think they're just adapting the last part as an anime for this season called Mav Love uh, Alternative. So um, that's coming out. And it actually looked kind of decent from previews. But out of respect for Mav Love fans who are like, please don't watch it. Like, you won't understand the context. You won't be able to appreciate it because they're only adapting like the last part. I will not watch it out of respect. So that's that's very noble of you. I respect yep. that. You know? Laziness for <laughs> some, the sake of justice. Some people would be like, just wiki it. <laughs> just yeah. wiki I mean, the first two parts. But it's tough because once you've you know once you've experienced like a long running series or a visual novel, like we've all been through those parts where like you have to justify the slow slice of life parts to appreciate the like hype yeah. action parts. We've all been there, so like I understand that they're just like you know, brothers from another visual novel. And I'm like, I respect you guys. I'd be there in another circumstance. So like, maybe I'll play it one day, possibly not, but like, I won't watch this one. I won't do hey, it for $20. She'll play it. Yeah. yeah I, <laughs> or was it, or was it 200? How much did you, I think I said something like 200, 200. something ridiculously obnoxious just that the, like no one just would do. Just send us like, was, someone no was like, I'll pay you 200 not to do it. And I was like, yes, oh. that's what, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Counterbid. Counterbid. I'm I'm down. I'm still waiting to play a visual novel. I just got to pick one and then I'll just stream all of it. Are you uh, suggesting? Okay. I did Um, start getting interested in one again that was outside my like list, but I'm not going to talk about it because I don't want to, I don't want to bore you and I don't want to make promises. I possibly won't keep. Okay. Uh, other things here. I know that people are excited about Komi-san. I never read the manga. Yeah. Uh, that's that's finally getting an lot. anime. Have you read it? Um, I haven't read it. I've heard about it a lot. Kind of like Horimiya. 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 Yeah. Like those two I've always like heard about and then never read. But um, I know this was like kind of anticipated for a while. So I'm excited to see it. But I know she's like a silent protagonist. Yeah. But I hear it's adorable and it kind of mm-hmm. like it works well with the cast and all of that and the premise. Like, I think she has yeah. to like make friends or something. Yeah. Um, so I might give it an episode too. I'm like, I'm definitely going to check it out. Um, and yeah. then um, if she has internal thoughts, like I'm pretty much sold. It's Kaguya. Mm, it's Kaguya's voice actress. Yay. Oh, OK. I have to watch oh, it. Now. I'm so excited. Yay. Like I'm not I'm not huge on keeping up with uh, voice actors voice actresses, but I do always like when I recognize them, it's like, okay, all yeah. right. I, I'm, I'm kind of a little, a little biased now. Um, I'm so excited. Um, I'm kind of like, the, I'm kind of the opposite where I love like keeping up with voice actors. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Like it just like, cause a, a voice actor doesn't, they're, they're sometimes cast in really bad shows. So. Oh yeah. But that's kind of awesome. Like I love um, Nakimura. Like I, don't know if you know him. He's like Hawks and then crew, of course, like oh, okay. Tomoya and Clownad, Uriki, um, what's he? Gojo. Go, Gojo. So he's plays all these like asshole but, other brothers. Oh, go for it. No, no, no I was just going to say, but did, but like you watched all those shows, but not knowing he was going to be in it or did knowing he was going to be in it lead you to it? Or was it a happy coincidence? Like, oh, he's just happens to voice, you know, all the characters like I really enjoy. Um, By the time I was... I started being aware of him like after Haikyuu and I started connecting the dots where I had already seen like Klanad, Hyoka and Haikyuu. And I was like, wait, I love all these characters and performances. Like he's done all of these. I really like his voice. And like, I mean, I'm, as everyone knows, I'm very bad at pronouncing things, but I guess I've traded the ability to pronounce things for like a semi good ear when it comes to hearing voice actors. So yeah. now I kind of play like guess that voice actor without knowing. And I'll like listen to his series and try and guess who they are and i had like a semi-decent track record with myself like no one else is playing it's just me but um that would be yeah i just thought that would be a good that would be a good game idea (laughs) guess that voice actor i would be down no but Um, recently i think i'm like starting to develop that too because now i'll just hear like an anime and i'll hear a voice and i've just heard it so much like for for instance now I'm hearing Dio's voice actor yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, he's wait, really recognizable. I know that laugh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's an easy one, but there's a few other ones. I'm like, yeah. I've heard them somewhere before. And it's like, oh, okay. And then I look yeah. it up. It's like, okay, that's, that makes sense. Yeah. Like um, there are some that you can definitely hear immediately, but um, like I've never, I haven't watched a show for him until now where I will, I will watch Oreimo for him to see how that turns out. Cause I got to see mm. it at some point. And I might as well see it and be like, you still haven't yeah. watched it. No, it's, it's going to happen. <sighs> Group watch. Uh, Group, no, actually, have you seen I, it? I, no, yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. Well, I, think I, mentioned <laughs> it. I mentioned it on, yeah. um, our, our, our podcast with Gigguk when we were talking about, yeah, um, that's right. Yeah. Like I saw the last three episodes of, of the OVA, they like worldwide premiere, yeah, yeah. like an Otacon and the author yeah. was there. <laughs> 
he was there like the light novel author and like and and it was uh i think we were for watching it and people that were there were watching it first and even the japanese fans so it was like literally really? like the worldwide, worldwide premiere. premiere not even western premiere like worldwide. yeah and we were just watching it and like everyone was so hyped the first two episodes and the crowd went so sour Aww. in the last episode i kind of feel that like based on what i heard it's like either commit or don't commit like, I, I mean, at this point, I think it's probably been so memed and it has such a reputation that it won't be that much of a bad watch for you. It'll just be like, okay, I'm you know, well, checkbox. Well, I saw um, Aromanga Sensei. So like, did you like Aromanga Sensei? No, but I didn't like it for, I didn't dislike it for the usual reasons of like, oh, this is like an offensive topic. Like this is so offensive. I just thought it was really boring. So mm. like, I wanted it to be more like, if it's going to be like trashy, I want it to be like, fun trashy not like boring whatever well, give, it was i'll give oremo i think it's fun so yeah you know yeah. you'll you'll definitely enjoy it and it does relate to before it gets into the part that everyone hates it's it's really the otaku life and yeah. kind of the lifestyle and dojinshis and kind of all that so it's relatable to a certain extent and i love that and um i think the opening is a banger so like opening's good all around um and i'll see if uh i'll see nakamura well i saw him in a a really bad role before he did fine but the show is bad but like yeah. i'm excited um it's what's that one the one with onesama that that fucking it's a late novel but it's like the future show what is it brother with a forget the stupid show i'll find out in a second but anyway we can, we can move on so hard next another topic if we want yeah no it's okay uh you can look that up uh the only other animes like i have to kind of really sit down and read there's a few that like are anticipated but i don't really know much about like mm -hmm. uh like there's tact op dot destiny i don't know it's like anticipated but i don't know uh it's what about it music i think it's it says action fantasy music so hopefully that's uh that's interesting good. It's just like the thing with new anime, like I look at them and a lot of them look like generic to me. So I don't know if it's like actually going to end up being good. Yeah. Uh, I found I, it. What it's was that? A, it's a Mahoka. I forgot it. Oh, oh yeah. I watched that. that. Um, And I could, and you know what? I gave up the like, damn it. Because I don't know if anyone, everyone probably knew this except me. I'm like, Mal has an update now where you can sort a voice actor by like the favorites they have for role, each role. And like, his like third most his fourth most favorite role of like people who have this character on their favorites is Tatsuya from Mahoka. And I'm like, whatever. Like fuck He's it. like he's the epitome of a Gary Stew, I think. Yeah, so. like he's like worse than Kirito in that role. Yeah, I know like, he's, he's an he's actual pretty, Gary Stew. He's he's worse. I mean yeah. there's a there's a better version of him in um uh what's it called? That one that aired like two, three seasons ago. Uh the Demon King at like Demon yeah. Academy. Yeah, he's a I better version of him. Yeah, <laughs> OP I as hell, but he's fun. Yeah. Um, Platinum End is another one coming out. That's from oh, the duo Death behind Death Note. I was reading that manga monthly, like years ago when it was coming out, and I just dropped off. So I don't know if it, I don't know. And I didn't hear great things from what I recall. So yeah, it's here. I might watch it. Uh, no. This might be another perfect seasonal series. One where you watch for the season and then you don't pick it up again yeah yeah Cause maybe because sometimes manga that are like kind of whatever they don't make for the best like continuous reads because they go on for so long like you don't always want to tune in week by week especially if there's no end in sight but this is where the seasonal role comes in because if it gets like one or two cores like you watch it maybe it'll be decent better than expected worse you don't know but it's like you watch this for 24 12 episodes and then you're done 
Yeah. I mean, uh, that, that might be good. Low commitment. I think actually it, it'll probably cover all of it because the manga, I don't think was that long. Uh, I really yeah. don't think it was that long. And then, uh, class fact in the chat says it's like future diary. So yes, yeah, my favorite anime when my first one out of 10. Really? <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm so nostalgic. I don't think I should give it a one out of 10 still. I feel like I'm probably too harsh considering my other one out of 10. I do want to answer Jamie Gidley in the chat earlier on says, yeah. are you guys watching Sunny Boy? Uh, I've heard things about that recently. I have things. not watched that. I don't know much. What about you, Shaw? I have heard good things, but I also haven't seen it yet. I, I was going to wait until this season was ended and then catch up to everything in usual manner. But um, I've heard good things about it. I've heard people be like another 10 out of t- like the ninth 10 out of 10 episode for it. So, I mean, I'm down. Like, okay. I'm yeah. Down. I'm like. Like I'm kind of leaning now towards waiting till like kind of what you were doing, like waiting till the end of the se- um, end of the season to binge stuff because it's yeah. like because eh, we didn't follow wait. it before, so now we're like yeah like, yeah why not? Yeah, the um, only one I haven't been able to do that with is Slime season two. I wanted to wait because they were just like padding it out, like mm-hmm. what I wanted it to get to, and like I just I, I've been watching every week. I just can't. Oh, can't, that's cool. I can't wait. Um, and then the only other anime that I'm like really excited about, but it is a sequel, uh, for next season is world trigger season three. <laughs> yes. I just said I was going to watch. Um, I can't, I already forgot the name of the show. I'm so bad. Was Joku Tensin? What? I can't say Shoku it. Tensei? Shoku Tensin. Do I have to watch world trigger so we can talk about it a lot? Like every week since you're the world trigger fan. Yeah. Like number one world trigger fan. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we can. We yeah, can. but you have to watch. You have to get through like seventy episodes of the first season. Can I can do that? Probably. I can I mean, do that. Or eleven episodes in Mushoku Tensei. Pick your poison. <laughs> uh, wait. That's a uh, both. I'll do both. You know why? Right. I watched two episodes of Tokyo Revengers, so I can do anything. I'm curious to hear your thoughts about World Trigger. I don't. I don't. I'm not sure if it'll blow you away, but I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah. You know. I don't so, know. I, I just know the opening and that you love it. So I will. I watch like it. it. It's good. Uh, I'm planning to like after season three airs, I'm just going to catch up to the manga because I don't think a season four is going to be confirmed for a long time. So I'm like, I'm just really? going to read the manga after. Oh, yeah, because okay. it's it's monthly and it had like a long hiatus. So it's oh, not yeah. that far mm-hmm. like in the manga. I think it's only 200 chapters. So okay. uh, likelihood of a season four far off. No, that's sad. That's yeah. unfortunate. But I'm excited still. Uh, anything else that someone mentioned Osama ranking uh, in the chat? I'm, I think that's airing this next season. I'm going to be super transparent and pathetic. I am traumatized from by the word Osama from that Osama King game anime. That was just like really bad and stupid. And a lot of people like it because it's like so bad it's good. But I thought it was so bad it's bad. So every time I hear Osama, I'm like cringe because I think of that. Um Hmm. I don't know if I've heard of the game. Oh, is this? Yeah, Osama game is like just dumb. It was like death game, like stupid. Like you can skip it. You're fine. Like like a comic got kill. It was worse. than No, much worse. Like, oh, my God. Worse. That's a low bar. Uh, I think like a comic got kill is like not that bad. So I mean, so, it's not the best measure, but it's like one of those ones where it's like, um, you know, when you see those bad live action horror series where it's like online stuff and it's like you get a text message and you got to do something or you die. That's like yeah. the premise of it. Like, it's just dumb. Yeah. Yeah. No, but this is this is from uh, Wit Studio. They're doing this one. Oh, that's why. Let's see. So I don't know anything about this. The story, the story centers around 
Boji, a deaf, powerless prince who cannot even wield a children's sword. As the firstborn son, he strives hard and dreams of becoming the world's greatest king. However, people mutter about him behind his back as a good-for-nothing prince, and no way he can be a king. Boji is able to make his first ever friend, Kage, a literal shadow on the ground who somehow understands Boji well. Kage is a survivor of the Kage assassin clan that was all wiped, all but wiped out. No longer a killer, Kage now makes ends meet, ends meet by stealing. Uh, the story follows Boji's coming of age as he meets various people in his life, starting with his fateful encounter with Kage. It's an event. It's an adventure fantasy. Huh. I mean, that kind of just sounds like, like I don't know much. Like it kind of sounds like you have to kind of watch it to see how it unravels. Like it doesn't really yeah. tell you much. So. And the main character's design, like he's like a like literal baby. I have to be honest here. When I see designs like that in a show, I'm instantly turned off. <laughs> and then well, I just don't like, check it out. Yeah, because I could either see it being like super artsy and I check it out or but like I couldn't. I don't know. I'm going to judge a book by its cover on this one and wait for the. If consensus. I hear good things, I will yeah. probably catch up later. Um, yeah. I do see there's a Blade Runner anime. Um, and uh, What else? Yeah, I don't know. I think I think it's mostly the sequels. I am yeah. excited for JoJo Part 6. Are you? I'm stoked for JoJo Part 6. It's one of my favorite part. part I was going to say one of my favorite JoJo's. <laughs> like, yeah, one of my favorite JoJo parts. Um, I'm excited. I think it should be. I mean, I really hope they do a good job adapting it. It's been a while since I read it, but I'm excited. I If they do as good a job as they did with any of the other parts, I'll be satisfied. I'm hyped. So. Yeah, I also want to point out Ginger Frog in the chat said, anyone notice that there are six mecha series scheduled to air next season? 86, Sakugan, Muv Love Alternative, Kyokai Senki, Megaton Q, Musashi, and Gyukakuten Sekai no Denshi Shoujo. Hmm. Mecha Resurrection? Mecha Resurrection. All right. Yeah. I, you know, it's been a while since we've gotten a lot of mecha in a season. I didn't even notice, so that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I don't have much else to say on this one. It's kind of like you know, sort of, I have to check out quite a few. Uh, most of them are going to be sequels and then I'll just kind of play it by ear according to uh, whoever recommends something. Um, but I think it's a good time to move on to Berserk. Well, the I end of Berserk. Should, we, should we start that? Should we save that for the end for spoilers? Maybe. I think most people here, uh, yeah, because we are going to talk about spoilers with Berserk. So maybe we could save it for the end. Should we see, does the chat, yeah, we could save it for the end. I was just thinking that off the fly, but if the chat just wants to hear us talk about Berserk, then we could do that too. So whatever chat wants. People or are mentioning in the chat, Sakugan, is that on here? Sakugan. But yeah, definitely let us know in the chat uh, if you want us to save Berserk to the end in case you're yeah. not caught up caught up on it don't want spoilers because we can just jump right into the matrix and do that yeah because i said like resurrection of <laughs> yeah it was such like, a good transition but i'm like trying. it's like the third thing and i'm like ah yeah. it's so good uh speaking of resurrection speaking um, of resurrection well actually um, you know what while the chat is weighing in about the matrix did you watch the trailer of course you did yeah i mean so like the matrix is like possibly my favorite movie the first one i really love the matrix i don't know like it's tough to find pick a favorite movie, but like it's definitely up there. Um, but I thought it was your favorite movie, or like did think, something else kind of come that. out. That I don't know. You know. I just I don't know. I think it is. I think I'm gonna stick with it. I'm just not as assured because I've been such a weep for so long that like I never took like live action stuff as seriously as as seriously as I did weep stuff recently because yeah. like no one really cares about it in like general. Like no one's like. I mean, I, I do. Know. 
I care. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, mostly, like, I need to become, like, a cinema head and, like, actually take it seriously and watch, like, tons of movies. But, like, I think just, The Matrix you, has influenced me the most in terms of, like, preferences and taste with stuff. I'm going to say yeah. that. I'll say that. And uh, disclaimer for anyone in the chat wondering, like, that's not anime. What are you guys doing? Well, anime adjacent. There was the Animatrix. Remember, mm-hmm. it does exist. It exists in the pantheon of anime. Marginally, yeah, like, slightly. and the Matrix has always been like very like anime adjacent because it's inspired, like heavily inspired by Ghost in the Shell. Like, yeah, the Matrix. Like, I don't know what they're called. The thing, like the green things, the green letters that are like the thing that's like inspired, like straight from Ghost in the Shell. So, like, yeah, you know. It's probably the one of the most weeb live action movies you can get. Yeah, before you know, weebs were even a thing in America. You know, that was that yeah. was the precursor to weebs in America. People like the Matrix. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, what do you are just really quick? Excited? Not excited? I'm just like kind of. I am. How do you say it, like neutral? Because I think the next two films for it are like whatever, but. To me, it'll always be, like, the Matrix first movie. Like, that'll just be it as, like, an entity. And then, like, if there's anything more that's cool, I'm down to see more Keanu Reeves. And um, I think they have Trinity. I always love Trinity. I think she's such a, like, badass in, like, such a, like, low-key way. Um, I think they have her back. So, like, I'm down for them to come back, do some badass action. But, like, I have no expectations. I'll just put it that way. I mean, the one that was iconic, that revolutionized things was the first Matrix. Like, yeah. you know, the other two came out. I was too young to even understand what was going on and reloaded. And then the, mm-hmm. the last one was like, cool. It was action. I got yeah. it. And the, I understood it. And then I barely remember it. But the one everyone like goes back to is the first one, like you said. Yeah. Um, and that's fair. Uh, I, I felt like before watching the trailer, I heard like, oh, they're just milking this. Like, they're just bringing it back, whatever. After watching the trailer, I was like, okay. All right. I was actually more interested in this little conspiracy theory that I think this is this is what all the John Wick movies has, have been leading to. I Ooh. think because I was watching oh, it, I'm down with that. and I'm like, this doesn't. He just Keanu Reeves just looks like how he does in John Wick here. Yeah, <laughs> he literally just looks like it's John Wick and not Neo. And it's like, wait, what if all the John Crossover. Wick movies? were a simulation and that's why morpheus is like a king of like you know birds <laughs> and he's in there and then all of those simulations have to happen so he can come back and find out hey he's the one and this leads to his resurrection it, and i think john wick 4 is actually supposed to come out at the same time i or would close. love a crossover of that that would be like so cool that would just I mean, be it I don't actually think it's going to happen, but it would but be pretty you cool. Like your, I like your headcanon. Um, it's like, I think, we have to give Neo like an outlet to actually like go and kill people and do some yeah. stuff and then, you know, simulation. So Yeah, um, I think it will be either like a really cool like follow-up movie or it'll be like the worst in the series. Like it'll either be the second best or the worst. And there's like no middle ground. I mean, it's not going to be the first one. That's, that's yeah, pretty I much. Think you can't first- recapture that magic. Well, it's tough to beat the first one also just in terms of impact. Like there are so many terminologies that we use that are just like pop culture has just been so influenced by the matrix. Like the whole concept of red pilled and blue pilled. Yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of like very weird aspects have been like taken from the matrix and like a direct counter counterway to like how they inter- meant to like yeah. red pill, blue pilled stuff. Like, but uh like, I did like in the trailer that he was just taking all these blue pills. I'm like, oh, I see what they're doing. I see what they mean. Yeah. 
So there's just been so much that's been influenced by the matrix in a cool way. But I think it's just kind of impossible to get on that level. It's kind of like, to me, it's like the ultimate turn of the century film, like ultimate turn of the century sci-fi film. Were you, and I agree with that. Uh, and it was like right about uh, before the 2000s, 1998? Like 1999 or eight, yeah. Or seven, yeah. Were you um, sad or sour about, you know, discount Morpheus? In the trailer yeah i mean like it's not the same like get so, him back it's not the same so it's that not the same that one was interesting i looked it up i don't know if you did it afterward because i was curious i'm like why is he like trinity's back keanu's yeah. back and i'm like oh that's right the actor died ah oh, that's so sad that sucks and then i look at him like wait no he's in something he's not dead why is yeah, he not yeah. back you got like, <laughs> Fish, like, like fishburne is not dead why, do we and know so, why he's not on so it turns out that uh he the character morpheus because apparently they are keeping the matrix online game the mmo from 2005 canon and morpheus the character died in matrix online in 2005 so that's why he's not back <laughs> but like it looks like they have like a character on the cast list named morpheus and i don't know uh look at this like but maybe know, like, he's not the real Morpheus or I you think know. they just recast him? I don't know because, I don't know. because apparently there was an interview with the actor. Maybe they're keeping it under wraps too. Cause he, maybe. he uh, said, Oh, why didn't you come back to the matrix? And he's like, for that, you'll have to ask Lana Wachowski. You know? Okay. Like, That's like wild though. Cause to me, it's not the matrix. It's not the matrix without Neo Morpheus and Trinity. They're like my yeah. goats. Like that's it. But like maybe. Morpheus is second to like Neo. Possibly yeah. even more important. Like, I think it could make an argument for, like, a Morpheus-only series. Well, that would actually be pretty good. Yeah, definitely one of the best mentor characters for me. And the whole interesting thing also of, like, my relationship with The Matrix is, like, you could always... It's, like, a lot of the things in The Matrix, a lot of the themes are so kind of universal that you can mm -hmm. interpret them from, like... It lends itself to interpret itself, like, through many different lenses. Yeah. Like, at one point... Like there was like Bible school, like telling me like, oh no, it's, it's all its themes are like Christian and the resurrection. And they were like analyzing it through that lens. Then like, I was like taking a world religion class and they were like, okay, like analyze all its themes through like Hinduism or whatever. I'm like, oh, okay. That actually works pretty well. And then I found That's out, awesome. no, it's, it's actually Buddhist. And I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. Well, that makes yeah. sense too. <laughs> and then I think the directors came out later and it's like a metaphor for them being trans, which is yeah. also kind of cool too, which and I bet a bunch of people didn't expect either in those religion classes. Apparently Keanu didn't even know. He's like, that's cool. <laughs> He's yeah. Like, so didn't know. Like, it, it's just cool that it could be like so applicable to so many things. I think so. Cause a lot of the things like, again, red pill, blue pill, kind of living in a fantasy, kind of facing the reality and uh, you know, the machines and individual freedom like all those things are, are universal and universal enough that you can yeah, see them to anything different lenses yeah but yeah i mean like uh you know it's coming on on hbo max so i'll, I'll watch it anyway <laughs> so. yeah it'll be fun i think it's just cool to see in general even though it might be milking it but like hopefully it's like good milk and not sour milk <laughs> sour milk yeah. all right so should we get into berserk is it berserk time i think it's I, berserk time i think it's berserk time we have to talk yeah. about berserk we got to rip off the band-aid yeah. Um, so recently, uh, as those of you in the chat and spoilers for the ending of Berserk, the quote unquote ending, uh, cause recently the last chapter that Kentaro Mura worked on came out and there's really no indication of like, like there's somewhat of an indication, but like pretty much that Berserk is going to end here unless they decide to continue it on. And I don't know, I got the sense that there weren't any 
more manuscripts or outlines left to really continue it. So if they yeah. did, it would kind of be made up like by the staff from what I know. Yeah. I think they said the um, magazine, I think it's what, like Young, young Animal? I young think. Animal said that they were going to do everything in the future in respect to Miura and what they what he would want. So yeah. I'm guessing that implies that they're not going to do anything else. But also, I don't know if the staff that currently worked with him would feel comfortable doing anything else, you know? Like, yeah. I don't know if they feel comfortable continuing it on in his legacy, but we don't know. Like, we don't know him. So, like, it could be, you know, maybe he had a game plan for everything in the future and he does want people to continue to do, he does want his staff to continue the series. Like there's no possible way of knowing at this current point in time, which is um, September 12th, 2021. Like, yeah. you know, if anyone's coming back to watch or listen, like we don't know as of right now. So it could go either way, but we do know this is like the last chapter that Mira worked on himself. So yeah, it's, it's so- kind of, it's the last chapter in many respects. Yeah, I think this could be considered, you know, less something surprising, you know, is revealed and there's more story. I think this is this is the end for better or worse. Like this is the last chapter. And I think for some people who really consider it like his work and might not recognize other chapters, like, you know, some people who are like hardcore purists, like this is the last chapter in their view of Berserk. So, yeah, you can speak about it in those terms for everyone. So in terms of the chapter itself, like knowing kind of the context and the background of kind of what happened, it really felt like just another chapter just continuing the story on. It didn't really, like you could, you know, say it it could feel like an ending, but it really wasn't, you know, it kind of was building into the next thing. But if this was a stopping point, it was a nice stopping point. It's a very thought-provoking stopping point. I don't know about you, because I was like, I was kind of chilling for like 90% of the chapter, and then you get to the last few pages, and you're like, what, like, what, I mean... It was it was awesome, but also it was so like bittersweet. I don't know if you felt like that, but it was so bittersweet because like it led to such a cool development that a lot of people had speculated on for a while, which we'll yeah. get into in a sec. But yeah. then it kind of just ended on that. So then you're like, but I want more now than I did before. Yes. Like I want so much more now to see what's happening. But that's it also why, was, like, yeah, go ahead. No, sorry. Like I had seen an article before I read the chapter, like just a headline saying, oh, you know, Berserk ended on a happy ending, you know, that fans wanted. And I'm like, I don't. okay. And I I highly doubted that. And I went to read it. And I'm like, yeah, no, this is not what you'd call any sort of an ending. This makes me want to know more, you know. And uh, but like the whole chapter was like lighthearted. I had guts theme, by the way, looped in the background as I'm reading it. You know, I just felt like so glad I got introduced to it this year. And everything was just like, so like, you know, contemplative, kind of like lighthearted with everything going on. But, and I knew it wasn't really a stopping point because again, you, you know, this isn't really their child. It's not really like their, the, the baby, you know, the, the kid in it. So it's not like, you know, they're all together and they're all happy. Obviously there's more at play here. There's an implication of he's either Griffith or he's something and there's, things aren't really resolved and obviously they're not going to stay on this island. So I was like, okay, you know, but once it it gets to the end and and you see kind of like, I I, I did think that development more or less was going to happen. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Cause I did think Griffith is in some way tied to that child, but the, the emotion though, I was not expecting. Yeah. What the, the like source of the child, I guess it's kind of tracing it back. This was like, like, you know, Casca back in the day, the golden age, back in the golden age, um, Casca and Guts 
had sex and then she was pregnant. And then when she was raped by Griffith, like, I guess the embryo got corrupted or something yeah. and turned demonic. So she gave birth prematurely to this kind of like weird demon blob looking thing, yeah. which ended up being the catalyst for Griffith's resurrection and back onto the mortal world after he became the God hand. So yeah. that was kind of like his source for being tied to the world, which people then when they saw the moonlit boy, they kind of speculated that that was Griffith's like other form or like his human form. Mm -hmm. But I'm still like, I might be missing some things, but I was still kind of like, how is he able to turn into it? You know, like, I'm not really sure, but like, he's like part God, so he can well, do a lot. But the, the theory that I was like discussing with a friend and I, I mm -hmm. think, you know, it's berserk, so it could be plausible, you know, anything yeah. can happen pretty much. But like, is that uh, the theory is that like this is a piece of Griff of Griffith that he had yeah. to leave behind in order to fully transform into uh, you know, yeah. the God hand. So this is like that part of him. And the and when I saw it through this lens, I'm like, oh, wait, that makes sense, because yeah. one of the most chilling lines during the eclipse is that Griffith was always focused on his dream, set yeah. on his dream. Nothing mattered beside his dream yeah. except when he met Guts. Guts was the yeah. only person out of everyone that made him forget his dream. And I felt like like listening to kind of the the last uh, words from the, the child Griffith at the end of this chapter, like I, I wasn't sure what he was saying. Like he was like, you know, when you wake up from a dream, you feel like this longing and like, I don't know, tears vanish from your face like the morning dew or something along those yeah. lines. I'm like, I don't know what he's talking about, but then when I looked at it from that lens, I'm like, oh, maybe it's like that is that part of Griffith that liked that warmth of being around the friend, like Guts and Casca. Yeah. That he so had that to discard. That was like his literal humanity that he discarded. Yeah. So like, yeah, I could definitely see that as like the humanity he discarded that tied him to Guts and Casca that like he had to leave behind. And that part of him is commenting on how like, you know, this is like, you know. You dream of like having that camaraderie and friendship, but then you wake up from that. And, you know, Griffith's whole character is kind of built around dreams. Even his new city is built on dreams. It's all a dream of like normalcy, yeah. complacency, safety that's, you know, only established by, you know, bread and circuses of like the battles they have in their hidden Coliseum. You know, like there's yeah. a lot of dreaming kind of covering reality or like using that to overlook reality. And I could definitely see that being like, this is the human part of Griffith that he had to leave behind in order to continue on as like Griffith, the ruler or Griffith, the God hand. So I could yeah. definitely see that. And it could also, you know, a lot left unsaid, but it could also be like a weird kind of like fusion where it's like still like partly their kid, but like Griffith, that piece of Griffith is in it, or maybe it's all Griffith. I don't really know. Yeah. You but know. they said that it also brought Costco like, it helped Costco. Like it also helped her like kind of overcome some of the pain in her heart. But yeah. what I was thinking about like at the end of this is I was like, okay, I can't even imagine what would happen next in the next chapter because like, I don't know what kind of emotion both Guts and Costco could feel towards Griffith right now in their current state. Like, I don't know what it would be like. <sighs> it's, like, it's, I it's tough because it's so loaded, you know, <laughs> like with so, so much, much stuff, because like they're in the, they're in the process of healing. But then this happens and it's like, it's really conflicting emotions, you know? Yeah, because like on one hand, the last time Guts saw Griffith was back when he was um, like resurrected at the end of Conviction Arc, which is the beginning of Millennium of the Falcon Arc. And you just, and that's when Griffith says like, 
I don't feel anything like I have no regrets. Like I don't feel anything for you guys. And you see guts have like this most like emotional reaction of like, how could you not feel anything after all of this? Yeah. It wasn't even just the actions. It was like, how could this be nothing to you? Like this has yeah. consumed my entire life. I fucking hate everything. Like you yeah. ruined everything. Yeah. And you don't even feel anything towards it. You literally but, discarded it. <laughs> yeah. Like, but, uh, so like, Naturally, I would imagine Guts would feel some kind of rage towards him, but he's also been making progress towards overcoming his like rage and, you know, um, revenge for Griffith. Like he was overcoming the idea of like seeking Griffith out to end him because he was so focused on saving Casca. Meanwhile, Casca has been trying to heal from the past trauma and she can't even look at Guts without being triggered back yeah. towards the eclipse. So like, how would she feel looking at Griffith who was like, the main, you know, I would say well, the main cause of that trauma. Like, there's so many reactions, so many emotions, so many things that could happen. And I can't even, like, predict which way it would go. Like, keep in mind her memory is not fully back yet. But I think yeah. that was going to be the trigger to her memory because it was already starting to come back through dreams. Yeah. But at least, I don't know about Casca, but at least for Guts, like you just said, like, his whole arc has been kind of not letting that hatred consume him kind of overcoming that need for vengeance and revenge and kind of healing that maybe like at least from my perspective i think where this was going to lead to was kind of like the end game like it was yeah. gonna lead to you know as much as they want to stay on the island and, and guts sees he has people that he has to take care of and kind of like adopted children in a way you know yeah. and he's like a dad kind of now yeah like he does have to he can't leave it alone he has to settle it so maybe he would probably this would be the impetus to finally go and, and find griffith and kind of like just end this but maybe he wouldn't they wouldn't let him go on his own because now yeah. the whole theme is he shouldn't be going at it alone yeah. they'd go with him and maybe it would be him casca and this piece this humanity of griffith Ooh. going with them and it yeah, would be the three of them returning Griffith's humanity to him. That would be, yeah. Or, or just settling the score and destroying God hand Griffith. And maybe, you know, I don't know, something like that. Like would, making peace with that part of Griffith. I don't really know. It would be so interesting because you know, that based on what we already have a berserk and, you know, just based on the complexities of everything, it couldn't just be one simple answer. Like there would never be one simple way of going about it. Like I could 100% see, Guts going at it alone and everyone trying to hold him back and him saying like, no, I got to settle this. I could see them going with him and, or I could just see like anything happening. I could have seen anything happen because it's such a complicated situation that I know that the ending or probably the planned ending of Berserk could not be anything but bittersweet. Like, you know, it wouldn't be completely sad, but you know, it couldn't be completely happy. It had to be a mix of yeah. both. Yeah. And now that you say that, it's actually kind of like that situation was kind of like Nana levels of complication, a, a bit yeah. more fucked up, possibly, but <laughs> possibly more. Yeah. Cause there's, yeah. Like, there's like no good way to solve it. And like, that's like a clear cut way, it's messy. you know, like, you know, sometimes um, you can predict it, but it's kind of like, what are they going to do? Like, you just have no idea. Uh, Tom does confirm in the chat. Mira stated he was, he was 70 to 80% done and guts and Griffith's confrontation was what was going to happen next so i think maybe that was this was all building maybe to that end game because if you think about it since the eclipse this whole journey has been kind of like yeah like sort of like a detour like you know him kind of really coming to terms or really well like being consumed by revenge for most of it but like then kind of trying to heal and finding other people and kind of learning to trust again and all that yeah. stuff so 
Yeah. Uh, and now with this reinvigorated like strength and like motivation and meaning going back and, and settling it. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't, yeah. I always thought of a, I remember hearing one theory that um, guts would become the next like skull night per se, kind of yeah. like, you know, kind of embody that. I kind of always thought that that was probably what would happen to guts. Like it wouldn't be as simple as like he lives happily ever after or dies in like, a terrible battle, but potentially lives on as like a figure that's constantly going through like battling fate yeah. and battling um, calamity. I always kind of figured that would be Guts's endgame, but I wasn't sure how everything would come about it. Um, You're probably right too, but I feel like also the Skull Knight was, was he was Guts, like kind of yeah. where Guts was on his path and he's trying to kind of like get Guts to mm -hmm. not do the same thing, um, to not follow in the same footsteps, but yeah, he did. He did tell him, though, he's going to die horribly. Right. He did. did I don't he tell think him he that? said that. Oh, okay. I don't think he said that. I don't know. So um, it wasn't confirmed. OK, no, because I think it was kind of like if you continue down this path of like relying on revenge or using this like using the berserk armor, like, yeah, you'll cease to exist kind of thing like he did. But um, I'm not really sure because there was a lot of hit. There's a lot of um, loaded context between skull knight and void the skeleton dude the skeleton god hand guy yeah like, there was a lot unspoken between them as if like that dude was kind of like skull knight's griffith per se kind yeah. of that kind of dynamic i mean yeah. not literally but you know they had yeah. that kind of thing so there was a lot just like a lot of world building a lot of kind of like uh like not like subplots but a lot of threads to tie up that could have been addressed that could have impacted the end game I'm wondering, like, someone mentioned this before. Would you feel content if someone almost told you, like, the bullet points of what would happen next? Would you want to know that? Or would you want it to either, like, just happen as it currently exists or, so you know? All right. So, uh, honestly, the way I, I, I think about it, I would be fine with the bullet points because, it, but as long as those bullet points were, you know, from Kentaro Miura, like this yeah. is where he kind of saw it going, not that someone made it up. Because as much as, as grateful as I am for his awesome, like art, like he really, his passion could be seen through his artwork and it looks phenomenal just, but kind of just knowing where it was going to go, uh, you know, I kind of would like that closure uh, because yeah. it's different. And I compare it to Nana. It's different from Nana because Nana, I can make peace with it if it never comes back. And I yeah. think the difference is, and I had to really pinpoint it, is that uh, one is that it's in their daily lives. So there isn't all these like world building things, all these kind of loose threads that kind of yeah. you know need to tie in. It is about guts and it is about Casca at the core. Yeah. But there's also all these other factors that kind of yeah. tie in and make it interesting. But also Nana always gave you a hint towards the future. So you kind yeah. of already knew where they were at not mm -hmm. not completely like nothing was fully resolved but you kind of knew where they were at like six years later so you yeah. could kind of make your peace and be like okay i you know if it doesn't get an ending i could imagine this yeah. is where yeah this is where this happens you didn't have that in berserk you got a little bit of the future but not that was only in the beginning and then you got the golden age and then it's all been in the present so you don't yeah. really know where it was going to end up yeah definitely so yeah, so we for, genuinely have no idea. Like, I could speculate a bunch for Nana. Like, I could probably guess what would happen, and I think it could probably, that's probably what would have happened. But I'm really content at, like, where we're at, too. Like, I'm just content. Kind of yeah. a similar, similar vein for, like, Hunter Hunter, too. Like, to me, we got the original series ending. Like, everything else is bonus awesomeness, but, like, I'm content. 
But this yeah. is like, I am really like, I need to, I really want to know. I really want to have that closure for this. I want closure for Guts and Griffith, just like a series that has been around for so long. I just want to know, but like, yeah. I could respect it either way of like, we're not going to release anything that we don't know, or like, we're just not going to release it. I mean, it's, or it's either way. Yeah, no, like it's like, I would take the bullet points, uh, but if it never get it, it's just, it's more of like, that's just sad, you know, but I'm fine with it. Like, I'm not. Yeah. You know, it's it's just sad. It's a more of like when I was like in high school, I think I was watching like this anime called Trinity Blood and that was airing mm -hmm. that season. And then like right when it first started airing, I found this out later, the author who was writing the light novels or or the novels actually uh, died. So oh, like, and he never finished it. So then it was like, ah, oh, it had so much potential. I liked it so much, but like there was no point to continue like after yeah. the anime. Cause it's like, I'm never gonna get an ending. So yeah. You know. um, and then I had to, uh, regarding how long it's uh, Berserk's been going, uh, Drax in the chat said, well, it had been going for like 20 years. So regardless of the ending, it wasn't going to be satisfactory if that's what people were getting hyped up for it. Um, but there's like different levels of satisfactory. Like, I mean, I just want to clarify. Oh, it's been going, Drax, it's been going for like 30 years. It's more yeah. than 30 <laughs> years. It's older than me. <laughs> it's older than me. Like, yeah, it's, been, it's a bit older than us. But like, I think there's like different terms of satisfactory. Like, I mean, I want it to be thematically satisfactory. Like, I don't want it to be a happy ending because, or a, I don't want it to be a blanket happy ending. I want there to be happiness, but bitterness as well, because that's how Berserk always has been. It's been like an optimistic story that yeah. shines through and pushes through despair and tragedy. Like, that yeah. has to all be present. You can't just have like a Disney happy ending by the end of yeah. it. But like, like thematically satisfying. That's what yeah. Like it doesn't have to be a happy ending. We're not yeah. looking for a satisfactory. I'm not. I'm not talking about the ending. Ending satisfying us for what it like. What the contents of it. Mm -hmm. It's more of just having an ending to give that sense of closure. That's where the satisfaction yeah. would come from. Because like, you know, the the that that conflict between guts and Griffith has not never been resolved. Like since the eclipse, they haven't really had any other like true like 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 actually like face to face like they did like see each other a few times but they didn't like yeah. settle it like it hasn't been settled so because yeah, you don't get that you can't get that closure yeah exactly like and the curiosity in me does want to know but like i mean some of my favorite endings are not happy endings like i mean think my favorite anime anime ending is cowboy bebop which is a very satisfying ending but it's not a happy ending it's like yeah. a very not happy ending but it felt satisfying for the overall series and what they were going for especially yeah. with spike's character so if they did something along the same vein of like something satisfying thematically for griffith guts casca everyone i could be totally behind that yeah i mean I've, I've i know uh like i personally like like to i mean a lot of people like happy endings so i lean towards happy, like endings, happy endings but i could see the value and you know depending thematically what it's trying to say like hey i love end of ava <laughs> and it wasn't yeah. like a happy ending well, people, some argue that it is like a very optimistic ending, but there is like bitterness to it. You know, it's yeah, like, it's a cynical, like kind of happy ending. Yeah. It's more of like or it's more of like it just has a sliver of hope to it amidst the, the fury and yeah. the chaos and the end of the world. In, in uh, a similar vein, I think that's the kind of ending that we should have for Berserk. Yeah. Uh, Tom says a popular theory is that the band of the hawk as our spirits from the abyss where everyone who is sacrificed or uses a behalit will pull Griffith into it. That's interesting. I could see it. I would okay. think that would be, and that would be a good thematically conclusive way of like Griffith sacrificed all of them. Then they kind of yeah. take it back. Like he sacrificed everything for his dreams. And this is the cost of that. Yeah. You know? I could so, definitely see that. That'd um, be pretty cool. 
Yeah, I would definitely love to hear like a lot of cool ending theories that people have. Like if people have ending theories that they want to let us know, um, like let let us know. I don't know if you want to hear them. I want to hear them, but I'd be down. Uh, yeah. I just feel like we'll never know. But, you know, it's it, it, that's a really cool theory. I never even thought of that. So I'd be open for that. But how would you feel then taking it to more of an extreme if someone came out with Berserk Requiem? Oh, stop. Yeah. So offensive. <laughs> I think that would actually be. So it depends on the context of like if someone makes like fan fiction ending of like how I imagine Berserk, as long as they put the utmost respect on Miura and say like, this is how I imagined it, like, you know, take it or leave it, whatever, fan work, whatever. Yeah. That's totally cool if someone wants to do it. But I think it's all about the tone of like, I'm not correcting it or I'm not like finishing Berserk. I'm just making fan fiction of my own yeah. of what yeah. I would have liked. If it's, they yeah, do that, that, totally fair game. But it's totally different because again, totally at least respectful. with with Attack on Titan, that pissed people off. So you know, yeah, that the, was like, you know, Berserk. Like I don't think anyone's on, pissed. Everyone's just sad. <laughs> like we're all yeah, just like sad. Attack on Titan Requiem. Like you get the sense that a lot of it was made out of spite of like this is the ending that the fans deserve. Yeah. And you know, based on who you ask him, it is the ending that some fans deserve. <laughs> and you might have gone yeah. full circle on that, but we could talk about that another day because that's just kind of like a very like ridiculous, funny topic. I'm so interested to just be in on it, but I've just been holding out so much because I do want to see it animated. Like if I always have the, like the choice of whether I can see this animated, I do prefer things animated, you know, no, no beef, nothing against manga, but I'm like, if I can hold out, I'll hold out, but you're missing a lot of the tea, but if it's for holding out, you know, I'm doing it for Haikyuu too, even though like my friends have all finished the Haikyuu manga, they already know. And I'm just like, that's a great happy ending. Haikyuu oh, they told me that it was it was phenomenal. Ending. They were like yeah. amazing. Best I mean, they're the ones that got years. me into Haiku, so Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. I do think um yeah, I have jumped ship for a lot of anime onlys to read the manga and I think it's worked out like every time. So, I Here's was- the thing. Here's the thing. And I and I have, I've mentioned this again. I think I'm a few times on previous podcasts. It's because I know that once I read the manga, I will have no investment in the anime. Like I just uh, won't watch yeah. it. Because I like love, I just I love both. Because like I really like only now I'm appreciating more of like the medium, like just kind of just not just seeing it as, oh, just a good story, but like, oh, like how they adapted and how like, you know, those things were executed. Oh, this was executed better. Now I'm coming around to that. But back then I was like more of story. Like that's the biggest thing for me. And now that I know the story, it's like, why am I going to, you know, rewatch it? And I go on to the next thing. So. I do know what you mean, because I do love like re-experiencing stories, especially differently, but it can be tough to be motivated when you're like, I've seen this already, because I'm trying to get back. Sorry, no, finish your thought, finish your thought. Because I was um, like one of the next series I wanted to consume is that light novel series, uh, Hakomari. It's like the zero with Maria. What's it? I mess it up every time, but it's got like, where'd it go? I'm going back to Mal. It used to be really high up, but now it's like not. Okay. It's a full title is in English, The Empty Box and Zero with Maria. Like you've seen, probably seen it. Like you probably, probably seen have, it. But, probably have. Um, it's, but I read the first, there's seven light novels. I read the first one a while ago. Then I started the second one. But now I want to go back and like read all of them. Mm-hmm. So I'm rereading the first one, but I'm like so tough to motivate myself through because I'm like, I already read this, but like yeah. I need to read it because I forget everything that happens. But it's so tough yeah. to motivate yourself. Yeah. And I typically don't rewatch things. I've noticed that about myself. I'm like, oh, I don't really ever rewatch things. And it's like, it's, it, what makes it tough about that is like, I'll forget about it. So then when yeah. you want to bring it up, especially if it's in the pop culture kind of like, or, you Wrong. know, like it's always referenced, like, I don't remember what happened. I know it was good. I remember the feeling, but I don't remember the plot points, you know? Yeah. 
Exactly. So that's the other part about uh, rewatching. So it's interesting. Yeah. But I think we're going to end it here because <laughs> you know, yeah. I got to go. Uh, we both got to go. So in terms of Berserk, I am like sad that we won't get an ending. Uh, you know, hopefully, you know, there was more to it that like we don't know about and they can continue. But if it wasn't and that was kind of it, then it is what it is, you know, so. Yeah. I will have fun speculating on what could have happened next for a while. I think that's like a lot of like yummy food for thought to speculate because there's so much that could have happened. So I'm glad they leave us with a lot to think about. But it is sad that we don't know for sure what will happen. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and it's and I think everyone it's still like such a good manga, like such a good experience. Like when you're reading Berserk, I feel like it transports me like somewhere else, you know, and it's just so thought out, so thoughtful, so like, you know, kind of really introspective, but also like just addresses really important topics, you know, about the human experience, even that like, I think even if it doesn't have an ending, it's worth checking yeah. out. That Do you think you could call it the best manga of all time without an ending as it currently stands? Yeah, I think so. I mean, Nana is... No, I'm still holding out hope for Nana, so I'm not going to put it yeah. in that category. Yeah, we don't want to put it in that category. <laughs> yeah, but I think I think so. I think it's definitely really high up there. I think you you can't overlook Berserk even without an ending. You know, it's yeah. just so influential, and it's just it does what it does so well, and the art itself is so good. So, yeah, yeah. yeah so. I think I think I feel like kind of an asshole saying this because it's like I don't think I have it as my number one manga just because I think I have Haikyuu, which is like a series that impacted me more, but like. If we want to pick the series, if we want to pick one manga that represents the manga medium, I'm going with Berserk ten out yeah. of ten times. That's just yeah, yeah. like that's just it. Especially if you're like you know get because the thing is is also it's it's not to continue the topic too long, yeah, but like yeah, sorry, it's, we were just, no, we're no, 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 it's okay. Promise. We promise that. Uh, but it's also like the thing with Berserk is it's not it doesn't fall too much into like it's different from a lot of other anime and a lot of other manga. Yeah. Like it is a lot really leans into the dark fantasy aspect and its own thing that it doesn't fall under the trappings of what we were talking about earlier that either makes us uncomfortable or be like, why is this there? This is unnecessary. It kind of just is its own thing. So it's easy to like recommend, like this is a solid, good read. Check it out. Yeah, So, you know, sad about it, but again, it is what it is. And if you can, if you haven't read it, actually, if you haven't read it, I don't know why you're listening to us. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And also I've really found it funny, Shaw, that you were like, it felt like a Reddit post. Like, am I the asshole? Like, I, I Berserk isn't my number one manga. No, but- <laughs> I felt bad. It's like, no. It's like, I feel bad saying it. Like, I feel bad saying it. It's just like conflicting feelings. I mean, it's not like my number one, but I still like respect what it a lot. And I, my, what's my number one? Yeah. Uh, I think it's Great Teacher Onizuka still. Onizuka. For, as a manga? Yeah. yeah, I think so. Oh, okay, that's a cool pick too. But yeah. I haven't like, like really sat down and like, cause I haven't mm-hmm. like, like I've read too many weekly manga, not any, yeah. many completed manga in a long time. And just really thought about my favorites. Yeah. Like again, just coming up with my top 10 anime was hard. I got to revisit the manga. Guys get ready for the manga arc. Yeah. That's, that's coming up soon. Not, that's not nice. too soon, but eventually. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, guys, we're going to leave it here. Thank you so much for joining us. It was super fun. Uh, we're not taking a break. We will be back next Sunday. Promise. If not blame it on Shaw. No, I'm kidding. Yes. It's mostly me. <laughs> Anyways, guys, uh, if you like the podcast, let us know in the comments. If there's any, anything you want us to cover, interested in us hearing us talk about, definitely give us a like and subscribe if you haven't already. Besides that, you can catch us on our live streams or the audio version of the podcast. 
And besides that, as you know, we're just weebs. You've been listening to the Just Weebs podcast, a weekly live stream hosted on YouTube on the Just Weebs channel. Due to the live stream format, this has been edited down to keep it relevant for an audio-only experience. If you'd like to catch one of our shows live, our regular stream time is Sundays at 5 p.m. EDT, or you can just follow us on Twitter at Just Weebs Pod for any updates. Thank you for tuning in.